I was being a little bit of a punk. I'm not gonna. You told <laughs> a cop that you quote didn't like his attitude. Okay, <laughs> that's not really the I best was... idea. Well, only lit himself on fire twice. Mm -hmm. I did tell you guys right before I left, I said, don't burn down the shop, and then Will burnt himself. And I came twice. up with creative ways to make fires. This is the Scent and Bent podcast. Ethan just went to Hawaii. Will I and I were alone in the garage for a week, so mm -hmm. we have some catching up to do. Unsupervised. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> also, Will just had a pretty big court case arise that we need to hear about. Mm -hmm. And um, besides that, shoot. Not I much think else that's going what on. This is about today, but yeah. so yesterday, I we have a dedicated grind hard phone now. So it's the grind hard iPhone. It was on the table. The camera was on, and mm -hmm. I walked up and grabbed the phone, and I could just see my feet. And I was like, <laughs> "How is the phone floating here?" And it was just on the table. But like if it was over and I could see a little bit of piston, it, I would have realized why the phone was floating. Wait, so why did you think it was floating? Look. I'll show you. Yeah, I, I want I, I want to see this. So all I saw was my feet and I was standing up and the phone oh, so was you were there. only looking at the phone, <laughs> yeah. not the fact that the phone was sitting on a surface. And so then I lifted it up and I saw the pistons and I was like, "Oh." That's like, what you got all the way the you got all the way to picking it up off of a surface to realize. Yeah. I was even asking Steve, and I was like, dude, have you seen this phone? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, dude, I see my shoes. I don't know. I just thought maybe that is the situation. That's an Edwin moment right there. Did you have too many sparkling waters or yeah, anything? I think so. Mm -hmm. It's the that will sparkling do it. waters. It does it I to me. I feel like people are going to think that we're joking like I, I think people the amount that you talk about sparkling waters I think people think it's like to cover up the fact that you actually just drink a lot of alcohol or something right like it's a sparkling water that's actually no yeah. it's actually sparkling waters mm -hmm. yeah it just I don't know what it is but they take me to another place so that's that's how we ended up in the floating phone situation oh okay but um but yeah uh the while you were gone I mean we built something. Will only lit himself on fire twice. Mm -hmm. I did tell you guys right before I left, I said, don't burn down the shop. And then Will burnt himself. And I came twice. up with creative ways to make fires that went really hot. Like all the fires I made were like jet fire. It was premium. I would mix a little bit of paint with a little bit of gasoline. And then I'd smear a little dirt in there and like make it into a jam. Like... You know, like, like make a paste. yeah, like make like a paste, and then I'd smear that on all the logs with with your hands, yeah, with your bare hands, with like my bare hands, DIY napalm, <laughs> and yeah. then you'd light it while your hands covered in. Yeah. So eventually, like I got pretty secure with this new fire jelly that I've been experimenting with because all I had was like, all I could find was a couple matches and a lighter, and so, like so. So what's wrong with? Paper and kindling. Well, I split like a bundle of kindling before. I know, and I used those to like support the logs. You know, like I built kind of like a log cabin where I put like pillars down using uh -huh. the wood you split, and then I used big logs on top. The his jelly that he concocted, <laughs> it was the hottest the garage has ever been. Like it was well, insane. But that's not how that works though, because once you get the fire going, the heat's all coming from the wood. That jelly burns off in like yeah. a couple minutes. I, I think he just had it jam packed 
all with extra the time. Wood. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yep. it, yeah. but the point is, the, the heat of the fire has nothing to do with it. I basically jelly came up start it. with the fast food version of how you start fire. Like you, like <laughs> prepare the fire, you get it going no, in the morning. It's I not smear. fast food. Well, that takes longer. You have to mix the chemicals together <laughs> and smear them on individual pieces of wood. That takes way longer than just a piece of paper, a couple of pieces of kindling, or sometimes I use a can of spray paint as a little. Yeah, you know, we were doing that too. You know, but we're not as handy of fire starters <laughs> as you but this day in particular he got a little bit of the jelly <laughs> on himself oh, and no. started welding and oh. let me just tell you i had some of my pajamas last time i'll ever wear pajamas in the shop because i mean I have, I have mentioned yep. that that's not a good idea yep. in the past and all of a sudden <laughs> i just combusted <laughs> you'll have that on these bigger was, jobs yeah. <laughs> Oh, yep. man. So, yeah. Yeah. That's there was cr- another situation we had with the furnace that uh, you haven't seen the video. So, yeah, you don't no, know I about it yet. Well, I guess it's not a furnace, is it? It's a stove. I mean, you could call it a I furnace. I would call Some it a furnace. It's, it's a stove, a furnace, a heater. Oh, okay. Wood so, stove, whatever you want to call it. So, basically, we needed to extend a go kart. And mm-hmm. we got out the calipers, very fancy. And oh, I did hear about this. Stephen told me about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. So we we measured the outer diameter of the go-kart and the inner diameter. And we wanted to do like you do. like the yeah, re- sleeve what it over it. Yeah. Sleeve. So you find an inner diameter that fits both tubes, and yep. then that's mm-hmm. the way to do it. Because sleeves are well, strong. we couldn't find anything like that. And At all. we don't know how to use the lathe. At all. So... <laughs> I was like, hey, Will, what if we just heat up this pipe and hammer it on? And he was like, okay. And then I came in and started editing for like an hour. <laughs> I came out there. Will has the pipes actually in the stove, like touching the fire. I thought he just put them on top to like warm up. But like in it, he's like, I'm getting them hot, hot. He burns it, he pulls it out. It's actually red hot. He's not wearing gloves. And he's like, oh, this is hot. He jams it on there, just starts hammering it in. And it totally works. The tightest so fit. That's better than the way Stephen described it, because he told me that you put both tubes, the inner and the outer one in the fire, and heated them both oh, at the same oh, time. And I was like, no, no, that no. is not how that works. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. Stephen wasn't here either, so he yeah. heard the story, yeah. I assume, yeah. from Will yeah. and then interpreted it. Was a, it was a telephone yeah. that's yeah <laughs> but i walk in the garage and like all of the tubes are just shoved into the fire but yeah. it, i mean it works yeah it worked really well Therm- thermodynamics yeah. is what you call that i think i mean not really but and yeah, sure. it was like <laughs> the first tube was the first test fit and it didn't really work because there was like a little paint that got jammed up in there so i learned to like you know smear some like oil like i used some used oil and just like smeared it on the Mm, no on the go kart, great. And then, and I just oil. wham, wham. Yeah, yep. and there you yep. go. No, that there worked. Yep. Another thing that's pretty funny is remember. So it's a CBR 900 engine. How yep. much do you think that weighs? Uh, I tried to Google it after uh, the other day. Um, I couldn't really find a conclusive answer because those any weight you find on the internet is like without carburetors or anything. Yeah. That's the whole setup with oil in it and stuff. But somewhere between 150 and 200 pounds is based on guessing and also looking at it or, you know, picking it up. I felt like it was like a thousand pounds. Literally, you know how you carried it by yourself from the side shed all the way around in the ice into the garage? Yeah. So Will was like, hey, like, help me lift up the motor when we're ready to, like, 
you know, mock up the motor to see yeah. where to build the motor mounts. And so I was like, oh, yeah. We grabbed it. We're like, one, two, three. And we couldn't pick it up, the both of us. <laughs> At all. Well, I mean, I'll give you some credit, though, because if the, if I, I know how it's roughly set up in there. Uh-huh. You know, and if the engine is sitting in the middle of a table, you're trying yeah. to pick it up like this, oh, right. which is very different than picking it up right here. Well, thanks for giving us the benefit of the doubt. But that's not how it was. We're t- <laughs> we're it ta- was on the edge of the day. We were talking about transporting the oh, engine no. oh. from the table to the other table. Which is downhill also. <laughs> yeah. Worth noting. So what we did was is we rolled the two tables together and pushed it over. Mm-hmm. What? Oh. I thought yeah. you meant like the first attempt you couldn't pick no, it up. No. We just couldn't. We like actually couldn't pick all. it up. We were so weak and scrawny. (laughs) (laughs) The lumberjack is working well for you. I guess so. so, But we did use logs and stuff to, you know. We'd use your firewood No, to like balance it and get it in the right spot. Woodwork's really well for... It's about one and a half logs up. I don't know what that (laughs) measurement is. We learned that one from you. There's a lot of things where we're kind of stuck and we're like... Hmm, what would Ethan, Ethan do? do? And then you could just go through old videos and go, hmm, how did he solve that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much how we figured out everything, yeah, really. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a what few would things Ethan do? that maybe you wouldn't have approved of. But, <laughs> I like, mean, there, there are, but that's okay. I, uh-huh. I don't have to yeah. approve everything. Yeah, yeah. we kind of, you know, I looked at that project kind of like a piece of art. Like ah. a Picasso. I didn't go in with a measuring tape. I didn't go in with a straight edge. I went in with my eyes and a vision. Uh-huh. And I just started heating things up in the one. Just, you know? Yeah. Getting things built. The one thing we did make sure, though, you know how the little scale device that tells you? Angle finder. Yeah. yeah. To mm-hmm. how you put that on the table or like any flat, the surface, flat part yeah. of the go-kart and then we put that on the engine to make sure the engine is flat to the go-kart did you also make sure that the axles are flat to themselves and the rest of the go-kart yeah th- that's uh. one of the one things that we did remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did that uh, sure <laughs> we did do that yeah. Well, I mean, it helps that you're working with a really flat table. We so used that. To, table, that's yeah. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. That that was helpful. Yeah. yeah. But besides that, everything went pretty smooth. Yeah. Besides Will setting himself on fire twice, <laughs> blinding his girlfriend because he didn't tell her not to look at the oh, water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not being able to pick up the engine. Besides almost everything, it went great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I neglected to uh, tell my girlfriend not to look at welds. I just figured that they're brighter than the sun. You know, when you're looking at them, it's just really bright and painful. But she took a good (laughs) glance for, like, at least 10 minutes and burnt her eyes. (laughs) I still can't believe that, dude. Yeah. It's kind of like the the first rule of entering a welding shop is tell someone knew to not look at the welders yep. no matter how yep. certain you are that they know yeah. I, I even like, taught oh, her yeah, I was welding the other day unless you know that they also weld you <laughs> tell them to not look at the welders he said that morning the next morning he was like I need to go to town and get some medical supplies but I'll be right back <laughs> and I was like okay and then that night he came over to one wheel with me and she was like she like put it was like the sun was down down yeah. and she put on her sunglasses and she was like oh and I was like what? She was like, oh, the light is just so sensitive. And then Will was like, so... I burnt her eyes. <laughs> Sunburn in the eyes. Yeah, so maybe your uh, endeavors were more successful than ours. What? In Having Hawaii? a good vacation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I came back pretty sunburned, but other than mm-hmm. that, yeah, it was... It was 
he burnt himself good. as well. It's yep. not just us. With the actual sun, though. Yep. <laughs> when they come, when you go to Hawaii, do they tell you, wear sunscreen? Yeah, actually, they do. I do don't. they? Oh. <laughs> well, not literally, but I mean, if you're going anywhere with anybody, like, official, oh. you know, like, if you're going out scuba diving, they're like, yeah. well, not scuba diving, you're under the ocean. But, like, oh. you know, if you're going anywhere where anyone's telling you anything, they're like, don't forget sunscreen. Oh, for example, we went on a whale watching boat, and they're like, "We have a big thing of sunscreen if you need it." Like, oh, even though the oh. sun was setting at the time, mm-hmm. they're like, "Just in case, yeah. here's the sunscreen." Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I guess you do tell people to wear sunscreen even yeah, if they're do. unaware. Any, anytime there's a situation where someone's kind of, um, you know, a figure of not necessarily authority, but they're in charge of a situation, mm-hmm. they let everyone else know that this is. The potential dangers of the situation, like, Uh, you know, don't fall off the boat, hold on to something, put on sunscreen, you know, if you're in the Mm. shop, don't look at the welder. If you want to watch, put on a welding helmet, you know, Mm. wear safety glasses around the grinder. It's a good teaching. It's a good teaching point. You know, I'm usually the one being told things, but sometimes I'm going to have to tell people to do things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wear your visors when you're looking at welds. I even taught her how to weld before she started looking at the welder. She wore the mask, so I was like, oh. But then she logicalized it as like, you use the mask to see what you're welding, what you do. But, you know, I just like, in my mind, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't quite connect. Yeah. No. Yeah. So how'd no. your your court go? It went really well. Well, I guess we got to preface it with the last podcast was an intervention. intervention. Basically, it didn't <laughs> yeah. start off that way, but that's what it. Yeah, turned into. it got into an intervention, but this time, I think it was when we were going to pick up the uh, key truck. No, it was before that. What were we picking up? The Hayabusa. Ethan and I had gone and picked up the Hayabusa. Uh-huh. And then when we got back, I was like tired. And I just hopped into lifted Subaru. And this is before it had its turbo or anything. So it just had like multiple exhaust pipes coming out of the hood. Yeah. And it was really loud. And uh, I was filling up at a gas station. And I pulled out. I did everything right. And I got pulled over. And I got five tickets. One ticket for um, hooliganing around. I don't. That's not what he called it. It was like something reckless very driving, official. <laughs> well, reckless driving in a uh, construction zone. And I also got a ticket for blowing through two stoplights. And I got a misdemeanor ticket for drifting in an all-wheel drive lifted Subaru with 31 inch tires, with 31 inch time, tires. No turbo, but yeah. you're just pulling out of the gas station. Yeah. Just pulling out of the gas station. Yeah. Well, didn't he even on the loudspeaker say like, I'm going to not on the loudspeaker, but like when he came up to me, I was being a little bit of a punk. I'm not gonna, you told <laughs> a cop that you quote, didn't like his attitude. Okay. <laughs> That's not really the I best was, idea. I was just setting some baselines and I told him, I was like, I don't really like your attitude, man. And he was like, well, I'm going to, teach you a lesson and i got five tickets that are really swindly because um in my previous life i used to drive cars really fast and stuff and previously i'm not allowed to get in trouble like that anymore or it's really bad so i was like (laughs) oh no like i didn't even do anything wrong this time so fast forward like multiple court dates and stuff um i chose to go to a jury trial which I didn't know meant a whole bunch of random people that like you would see on what the street. What did you think it meant? 
so it was really embarrassing when I walked in there in like my sweatpants and my hoodie with Fritos and like some candy in my pocket, just thinking it was going to be a normal day. And there's all these people here for me, no one else in there for any reason. You don't dress up for court? No. But Last time I wore my precedent. Crocs and like <laughs> swim trunks. I had just gone done swimming. Oh no. Yeah. But this time I was like, you know, formally all in black, but it was like, you know, my sweatpants. But you pants. knew it was going to be a good day. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a good day because when I was getting the Fritos, this never happens. The Fritos are always on the top, okay? And there's a little mixture of those um, what you call them? They're like M&Ms, but they're sour. Skittles? Yeah, Skittles. So there's Skittles right below, and there was one, like, I pulled a full-on trick shot. <laughs> it was like this, and I just hit the button, and the Fritos came down, knocked the Skittles off with them, and I got two for $1. So I kind of swindled the DMV or whatever, <laughs> the courthouse or whatever. Their, uh, I got them. Machine. Yep, I got them. So I knew it was going to be a good day when I went in there. I just wasn't expecting a whole bunch of random, normal people to be there. <laughs> so I went in, and I went in with this little pouch that I bought for all the CDs that I've been getting from the courthouse because I've been just requesting. I learned you can just ask for footage from police cars. So anytime I get pulled over, I just stuff, always yeah. ask for it. So I have a little pouch now that hangs around my neck like a 90s kid. And it holds all these CDs. Hangs around your neck? Yeah. It's like a little pouch and it holds these CDs. <laughs> like a kangaroo CD carrier. Yeah, like a kangaroo with CD carrier. all of carrier. your court footage. Yep, and I had five CDs that day. And I just walked in there and with my Fritos and everything. And they swore us in. And the cop went up there and he told his story. And he told them that I was drifting and I was doing all this stuff. And then... I just like walked up there with my CDs. I put one in, DVD one, which is the video of me pulling out from the gas station and it just shows me putting on my blinker. My car was very loud and it was very embarrassing because <laughs> in front of all these people, it's like, wah, wah. And it's like, oh no. But uh, yeah, I went up there and I played that video and it just showed me driving super normally. And it turned out that the cop actually lied on the stand and because he said on the stand that you were drifting yeah he said like zone. i was blowing through all this stuff and just in the video was so embarrassing just to because i was sitting next to the cop i'm just like watching the video like <laughs> you just, <laughs> probably wanted to kill you yeah. at that point and i was like oh <laughs> and it just me like coming to complete stops so and he stuff. must have not known you had the cds mm -mm. No, and I also got the footage of him saying that he was going to teach me a lesson. And, oh, backtracking a little bit, though, I didn't know that when I brought it to jury trial that all the cases were going to be reopened. That's what was really scary because I thought, like, I had already finished these cases that could be potentially problematic to me, uh -huh. but instead I chose to go forward with them into a jury trial where I can be judged which, by my peers. Which cases did you think we, we, you were finished with? My misdemeanor case, which was for reckless driving in a construction zone, which I didn't do, but I thought I had taken a plea deal for that where it was just blowing through a stop sign, but I didn't. And I just like 
forwarded it. So, <laughs> ah, yeah. So when, you had lawyer, to deal with all of that. when your lawyer tells you what to do, hmm? do you just like not understand what they're saying? Or? Well, usually they're there with me, oh. but this time I was like, I got the CDs. I'm gonna do this by myself. So you chose to just not it. have a lawyer. <laughs> so this time I didn't bring my lawyer because you know okay. that's at least like a WRX motor. So <laughs> okay. that you could have if you win the case. So you, yeah. know. you don't pay for the cost. So you of successfully yeah. beat a cop in court mm -hmm. with by myself lawyer. with my CDs equipped with Fritos <laughs> in awesome. pajamas. And I just proved myself not guilty, which was pretty liberating. And I'm a free man now. So you drop all charges. Mm -hmm. All charges got dropped, and the uh, what you want to call it? Judge. Yeah, the judge. The judge was like, "This is a disgrace that an officer of the law would lie in my courthouse," which was satisfying. Just a little <laughs> bit more cherry on top. I do find it ironic that the officer's name was Lyons. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Lyons Just drop be the lion. S, Officer Lyon. <laughs> Lyon. He'd be lying on the stand. So was this in Idaho court or Washington, Washington. court? Kootenai County. I thought. Wait. I thought. I don't get Spokane. tickets. I don't get tickets in Spokane. But you said you were leaving your shop. No, yeah, I was leaving my shop, but, like, going through Kootenai. Oh, so I thought you so, meant it was when you pulled no. out from your shop. It was mm -hmm. in, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. and, like, he was, like, explaining all these things of, like, how I broke the law and, like, where the lines were and stuff. And in the video, there's, like, an inch of snow on the ground. You can't see any of the lines. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? They're just completely making up some yeah, story to try all to this get you stuff. in trouble. Like, yeah, and he said that I had a silver hoodie on. I had a black hoodie on. He had to identify me, and he looked directly at me, and I had a black hoodie on, and he's like, he has a silver hoodie on. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Who was standing next to you? Just like random, like, there's like people behind me, you know? I'm like, you know how courtrooms, you got like yeah, the I've box. never been in court. Dude. Oh. You've never seen a movie with court? Yeah, like, I've seen a movie. I don't know how yeah, accurate Think of like are. Judge Judy or something, like the corniest of the corn. I'm in that courtroom, basically. Oh, no. You got people behind you, and then you have a prosecutor, and then you have you, and then you have... Okay. You know, so the people behind you the are just main going players. They're just, like, spectating, yeah. basically. they're spectating, and then they get to choose. They're like, what the devil? Oh. This man's a criminal. So the jury's the jury, behind you? Mean? Yeah, those oh, people. Okay. Yeah. I thought the jury was off to the side, not right behind you. They're, like, kind of like... I guess maybe different courts are yeah. differently arranged. Yeah, so. and this one was, like, a long tube. A long like, tube court? Yeah, like, it, it was, like... They didn't have enough money for this courtroom, so it was like the side courtroom. Uh, but yeah, did, this is Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> did they did the did they ask the jury questions? Like did the did the judge ask the juries? No, it anything? was like no. Yeah, just, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> the officer was just completely making. But then yeah. the jury still goes into a room, decides their. Yeah, they can and like they talk and then yeah, come back and make that decision and but. so it was like one person in the jury stands up like the movie and say we plead not guilty or no i think they just told the judge made the decision so because the jury's there if the judge like yeah can't decide or if it's not clear yeah the jury's there as like it a was i've never been to one of these so i don't know but like <laughs> it was pretty serious for me because um if that case did go through i'd be spending three months in jail mm -hmm. so that's crazy. For just getting gas Even at a gas station. Even if you were doing all that stuff, it's crazy to go yeah. three months in jail for drifting in a construction well, zone. To be fair, 
it's all of those charges on top of all of the speeding tickets he's ever had. Oh, so it's, it's because like consecutive. It's you're on probation. Mm-hmm. That, oh. Yeah, because yeah. just that that instance alone, you would not no. be going to jail for three oh. months. You'd just be going to jail for. Is that he already used up all of his free passes? Yeah. <laughs> oh. But if this happened in Washington, I just wouldn't even worry about it. Because I have lots of points that I can use in Washington. That's I've used my whole Idaho punch card, and I'm like at the very. I have no. to scrounge around for punches in Idaho. It was weird when I was DJing in Florida. Mm. I met a ton of people that didn't have driver's license because of street racing. Mm-hmm. Like they can never drive again. Yep. Never. They're like, oh, I used to have an Evo, and then my buddy had the Subaru, and we were going down. And it was always either a Subaru or an Evo, mm-hmm. and they're all ex-military, and none of them have driver's license. Were any of them Honda Civics? No. Yeah, that's because they're slow. <laughs> <laughs> they got caught before they did something so reckless. They yeah, they got caught yeah. at the beginning of the yeah. race. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, though. What is it about a Subaru that just makes you want to go... As fast as it can go. It's because they don't actually go fast. So, like, when you're, like, pegging the foot pedal, you feel like you're really going fast. Like, you're like, ah! And it takes so long to get there, and that's when you get caught, and you have no more gumption to run. You're at, like, the bare top speed. The, the real answer is because you have to prove to the Evo boys that you're faster. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's, that I that's get. The, it's the rivalry, you know? It's yeah. a rivalry. That's why it's the Evos and the Subarus, because they have a rivalry. Like, yeah. Toyota... Who's the, who are you rivaling with in a Toyota? A Supra? Yeah. You know, like, what do you, mm-hmm. what's your rival? I mean, I guess maybe a GTR, but like, BMW. those are way too unattainable for yeah. most yeah. people to even be street racing with. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to hope that the judge <laughs> doesn't do watch that. this podcast. Yeah, he didn't look like an avid watcher, but he did give me a compliment on this. Really? Uh, yeah. That does not seem like the kind of thing a judge would This like. guy was like, chillax like really? i'd go longboarding with this guy he was yeah really, yeah <laughs> nice mm-hmm. yeah how, how's the normal fish tattoo healing is really good i've got all, like yeah. that's yeah. never going away steven uh, we might need to do a little touch up just to make it a little darker so people can see it better but yeah it's, it, i mean for one passive stick and poke that's a very solid yeah tattoo. i think it looks very it's nice deep. yeah you look yep. good in white Thanks. Yeah. For five seconds. For five seconds until just like my sweat drips down onto it and it's black. Yeah. But but if you look at the cuffs, they're already starting to turn brown. They, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it'd be swindled by the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm sitting at a table with washed hands and I'm getting this thing dirty. I think your makeup's coming off. Yeah, on a little it too. bit. <laughs> a little bit. Uh-huh. Just a slight. <laughs> Just a little one. Mm-hmm. So I went uh, e-foiling in March. Mm-hmm. So the that was pretty funny. Uh, that's an electric surfboard thingy, and the water was 36 degrees, and I put on my wetsuit, shot out in the middle of the lake. And my remote died. Wait, didn't you have to walk like yeah, you had to through, through mud first, much right? mud? Oh yeah, I had to walk through like at least a hundred yards of mud and then the lake and then when you get to the lake it's like it drains in the summer so winter. like it goes <laughs> yeah in the winter, it yeah. drains <laughs> in the winter it goes, the water it goes e- like barely downhill so i had to go out like another couple hundred yards to even start foiling shot out the furthest i'd been away from shore is when the controller just died and then when it dies the motor locks because it doesn't know which way to go yeah. and you just go <laughs> And so then I was sitting in there in the middle of the lake, and I'm obviously the only one in the lake. And I was trying to hit the button over and over again to turn it on, and I had to paddle all the way to shore. 
So the question is, why did you choose to go in in that point of the lake instead of a deeper part, like where you could just walk in from like immediately? Hmm. That would have been good. <laughs> that so been there is no reason. There's no reason. Did you go in at Farman's Park? No, I went because I went to City Beach first, and that was even more mud. And then I went to Memorial Field. And oh I was like, yeah. Oh well, this is. What as about good as the it gets. What about the side where the boat launches? Because that's like a deeper channel. Was it still frozen at that point, or on City Beach? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's pure mud. There's hardly even water there. Where we tested the jet boat. Uh, well, that really would be shallow, all mud. That oh. used to be like a farm field before they. People go duck hunting. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, when did they raise the level of the lake? Oh, I don't know. Like the 50s or something? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so I, my it's dog. not that I remember it being a farm field. I just know someone <laughs> yeah. whose like, grandfather used to you know, farm wow. that area. Oh. That would suck if your uh, inheritance was like this premium <laughs> field. And then it's just flooded. Like, no. <laughs> I would assume they probably had to buy the acreage from, yeah. Yeah, from the farmer. Hopefully. Yeah. They, otherwise, you're kind of, you know, just... Yeah, swindling somebody's livelihood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, but the one that's kind of around the corner, like there's another boat launch just kind of around the corner from that that points straight out into the lake where it's mm. where it's rocky instead of muddy, and there it gets. Yeah. Deep. Rocks would be nice harder. too, because then you would oh be, way better, especially yeah. since I have my wetsuit feet. Yeah, but what I was thinking is, Bottle Bay is still frozen with ice, and the lake isn't. Yeah, so we should put on wetsuits. Take out the mini jet there's, boat. There's no we in this story. It's okay. way too cold to be in the water. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so then we straight James Bond jump the mini jet boat onto the ice and slide. That would be pretty cool. And that would be. We could make another jet boat video. The yeah. problem is we have to thaw the jet boat out first. It's currently a block yeah, of ice. It is. Because yeah. we have nowhere to store things properly. So it got filled with water and then froze. Such a shame. Also, before we do that, I have to put all the uh, plastic on the bottom. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot we were so even do by that. By the time we do that, the ice will probably be melted off. The, the ice Dang is it. almost all the way gone. I know. Yeah, it won't be much. Uh -huh. We can do it next year. Yeah, we'll we probably have two jet one. boats by next year, right? We have to I mean, build another yeah, boat this just, year. It's yeah. so much fun. That's one of the most fun things. It is. Yeah, it'd be really fun to have one with two seats. So you can blast around. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, we need a slightly bigger boat yep. with more horsepower, like a yeah. lot more horsepower. Yeah, like the uh, <laughs> the like the snowmobile engine that the polaris guys were talking about yeah the uh the the patriot boost engine which is like a turbocharged 850 two-stroke turbocharged oh, makes 180 horsepower that would be and how much does it weigh oh i don't know not, no not meaningfully more than the one we have in our oh. boat i mean because it's the same size engine it's still a two-stroke i mean it might weigh another 20 pounds or something because oh, the turbo i love but. two strokes <laughs> dude that would be sick that would be Dangerous. We'd need a little bit bigger of a jet boat for sure because we yeah. have, to, have to have room for the turbo, turbo. and the, everything else. But I like the ones that almost have like a roll cage. Those are so cool. Yeah. I mean, we could just build like a full 12 footer because like they have, um, or maybe 10. What's the next size up? I think because ours is a six. They don't make an eight or a 10, I don't think. So yeah, 12 footer is like the 12, a 12 footer is a normal mini jet boat. Yeah. Um, and how much horsepower do those normally have? Actually, like 300. A lot oh. of people, yeah. So it wouldn't be an upgrade for that because oh. people put like, um, I mean, I don't know actually how much most of them have, but um, modern uh, jet skis are out of control and they all have like four cylinder four strokes that are supercharged in them, thousand cc nice. engines. So those oh make like in a, in a factory um, uh, jet ski, they probably make I don't know two hundred or something. But with a little extra boost, you got a three hundred horsepower what four stroke. The devil? That's what like Cletus McFarland his. 
his are those. Oh, okay. So I've only... And I think they're claimed at 300 horsepower. I don't know for sure, but... Okay, so, so you just take that jet ski motor out and put it in a boat instead of a jet ski. Yeah, exactly. What we did just with a... In a know, boat. In oh. a boat. Yeah, that's what most people do. And it makes sense because it's pretty hard to beat that packaging and it's already a jet ski yeah. set up. It's already meant for running water right. and running direct Jeez, what does that feel that? like on a jet ski? 300 dollars I mean, I'm sure there's idiots who have tuned them, but I mean, Dude. a factory one. They're also pretty heavy. Like, they're not True. Like, They're pretty big. Like, those yeah. are the big, you know, the big two-person like, ones. Yeah, not like three-seaters I've yeah, seen. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. We're not talking like a stand-up. Like an ocean jet. Okay, I was thinking yeah. stand-up. Yeah, no, yeah. like, we don't, we don't have jet skis like, like that and I know no no but <laughs> they're yeah like those those ones are yeah, yeah. okay and I don't I'm, I don't think they have 300 factory I could I, I'd have to look it up but I think man, they probably geez. have like 180 that is something. lethal that yeah. they just sell that to people I like the sound of a 12 foot mini jet boat with 300 horsepower well yeah uh see but then we'd just be doing the same thing that everybody else does we have to come up with something mm. different that's why I think we need to talk yeah. Jetstream into making us an eight foot hole yeah it's just a tiny bit bigger yeah. and then put the two-stroke in yeah. that because people aren't building two-stroke jet boats really I mean there's the little tiny ones like we built and mm. now those are kind of a thing other people are doing that. really yeah most people put a 400 or a 300 single cylinder Kawasaki engine in them because they the uh, Kawasaki made one for a while that was a single cylinder three or four hundred cc two-stroke jet ski oh, whoa. Um, so it's way smaller whoa. and fits yeah. in those boats better than our 750 yeah that doesn't <laughs> that fit sense. very well uh not as exciting but you know would work um but then the the, the next size up is the 12 footer and everyone's putting four strokes in those i mean mm. i'm sure there are people who put two strokes in fact i've seen them on marketplace for sale but all the really high performance ones are four stroke because that's where the tech is these days but snowmobiles still have two strokes and they have really good modern tech like the you know yeah factory yeah. turboed sleds so it would be, be cool to do a perfect in a yeah. 10 foot boat yeah or an eight foot i mean two only two if you imagine two feet longer than what we have oh yeah we can fit plus the scale of that yeah if you really wanted to you you could probably sit two people inside of that hole you'd be touching and squeezed right yeah so if yeah. you imagine it being two feet longer of course you have plenty of space for the engine and more room for your feet mm -hmm. plus it would be by scale i don't know six inches wider or something which would be enough that two people could be like you know, medium chant. squeezed. Enough yeah. to look tiny still. Yeah. But I think that would be... It would look first, really yeah. tiny to have two yeah. people in a boat. First, like we have that. to talk Jetstream into, like, scaling their CAD files and cutting us out a hole. For yeah. Because I, I, I don't want to build a hole from scratch. <laughs> I bet we could do that. I, I bet mean, we could do that. That's one of the most viewed jet boat videos, like, on YouTube. Yeah. And then the Hayabusa video is... If we so get 10% more views in the Hayabusa video, it'll be the most viewed snow bike video on the internet. Yeah, well, and the other one, the other really contender cool. has been out for six years, and it's from Red Bull Media. So. Yeah. Oh, we passed runner. that one? No, no we haven't, but it's been out for yeah. six years, and so by time, we've only, ours has only been out for, what, three months? Yeah. So, we're close. Three months, so what? The most viewed snow bike video on the internet. Give it a couple more months, and it will be. I mean, because that's you know. cool. That is oh, cool. Oh, another thing I was thinking about passengers... So when we built the sleeper with the little Power Wheels Porsche yeah. body, we never really sent it with two people in it. I know. After, I broke after it. Was, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and we just didn't think about it while we were out. You know, we were out trying to get all the shots, and we just didn't consider yeah. that as an yeah. option. But yeah. But that would have been so much fun. Yeah. Even just like if we both sat in it and did a wheelie, that's how we should have oh. broke it. That would have been a good way to break it for yeah. sure. But we can do it once we rebuild it. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Uh, I mean, well... The real question is if we can buy body panels for it, because that one defender is just completely destroyed. Actually, um, from the tire exploding. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, mechanically, uh, we have a bunch of go kart axles laying around. 
especially after your uh, oh, yeah. swindly project. Nice those are extra premium axle. go-kart axles. So we'll take one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just a real con- brake. Yeah. Also nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has. It a had brake. a yeah, hydraulic. Remember, I, I yeah. made an yeah. actual real brake on it. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, the rear just would be pretty easy to swap it over to a regular go kart axle because I had already and wouldn't even have to change the motor drive motor or anything like that. And the front, would you just do custom? Um, yeah, probably it'd be easier than. I mean, we don't have a front half of a decent go kart just laying around, um, and it's not worth getting one just for that part. So yeah, I just do, but it'd just basically be go-kart steering, just, yeah. you know, beefed up from what it is now. And then of course your frame to connect the two. Cause right now the frame is just like, yeah, it's like three quarter inch square tube. That's like, I don't know, a couple millimeters thick at best. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's that is really sketchy. thin wall tube. <laughs> so it worked for what we did, but if you're adding more weight everywhere, you can just kind yeah. of, but I can use that still as a body mount, you know, like use, keep that whole metal frame there. Just use it as essentially something that holds the body together and then. Yeah, front um, front setup. A part of me wants to like go full suspension, like really tiny suspension, like we did in the Camaro, but better. Oh, but that, that would be that would so be, much work. Yeah, weeks of work. And it'd be kind of hard because we already like it. It was already finished, so there's not really room for that many more videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, people, oh, have, look, we're people have already seen it. No, it's already yeah. done, and now you get to watch me build it for four weeks. Like no yeah. one's gonna care. Yeah, but. One, you know, another episode of like beefing it up and putting actual go kart tires on it. That would yeah. that would be cool, and it would look so good. With <laughs> yeah, some with the stance boys. Yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to see if we can find some slightly larger diameter go kart tires. Because if we just put regular standard diameter, like the eleven and a halfs, yeah, they're uh, smaller even than what was on it. Yeah, so we can yeah, get around and see if actually those ones that came with the um, O'Reilly van. Um, oh, those, are, those might those, be a little too big, but they're big boys. It would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <little bit. laughs> <Wow. laughs> those are probably something in the big, middle. That would look great on yeah. those, though. I have one more grind hard update that I'll leave you guys with. Ah. Will's just getting Cindy ready for spring. He did the valves, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened there? She blew up. <laughs> she, what, to be my, clear, before the story starts. <laughs> Uh, Will didn't actually mess with the valves or the, ch- he checked yeah, the, valve I checked the valves and they were fine. So what's about to happen is not Will's fault. Yeah. Carry on with the story. I didn't, I didn't touch anything that would like make it do that, but, um, maybe I just put it into the universe and it would blow up and it did. But, uh, yeah, you basically did get a good rip in. First. I did. And it sounded really good. It started really good. Ethan taught me this new technique on starting Cindy where like you check for compression and then you just, wham. Wham! Well, that's not starts. a new technique. That's a technique that anyone well, who's ever kickstarted okay, an engine okay. ever does. <laughs> okay, well, it's a new technique to me, and it works really well. <laughs> because before, I would just yee, 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 until I found, like, impression, and it would start. But mm-hmm. kick it a hundred times. Um, but anyway, I think what happened is, well, I know what happened now is the chain tensioner. Cam chain tensioner failed. It failed, yeah. and then it skipped timing and just mm. yeet. And I heard it. The piston it. had valves for lunch. It did. Nom, 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 yeah, nom, nom. I don't know if we could show a picture in the podcast or something, but it is. It got tracked. <laughs> I was editing here, and uh-huh. then I heard you ripping around, and I was like, just got up to like go film you, and then I just, <laughs> and then you were like, oh, <laughs> it wouldn't even kick at all. I knew it was done. Completely seized, seized up, but. There's going to be a lot of very awesome things happening to Cindy. She's getting a whole new platform. Well, the timber quad never really 
it was really fun and I'm yeah. really glad that we did it. Yeah. But we're kind of done with it. Yeah. And it was really fun to do side wheelies on with tires on the front or on the yard and stuff. But the engine was really tired. It needed to be rebuilt. And so we were like, doesn't make sense to rebuild this engine for this project that's already done. Which we've already. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Well, you, yeah. Yeah. You were saying. Yeah. The, yeah. Timber. Gone. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, like it just didn't make sense to rebuild it to just have the timber quad again. Right, because we're all kind of done with it. Yeah, it wasn't that. And that's exciting. a really good engine. <laughs> yep, it's a. It's actually it's in a Polaris, but it's made by KTM. Um, it's an adaptation of their, you know, four fifty or five twenty five uh, dirt bike engine, just with a different transmission setup that has five gears forward and one reverse, which um, is. Which means so Cindy's gonna get reverse have. and more importantly electric start. Because, uh -huh. Yes. Um, no more kicking no videos more for you guys. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have reverse videos for you guys. Yeah. Now, the internet so. does love little short videos of Cindy being kickstarted. Yeah, those yes. are some pretty high viewed videos. Of but <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad not to hit my knee on the light bar like every other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be. And then when you stall it, just cranking. Yep. And then oh. if you get stuck, no more grabbing Cindy and yeah. eating her yeah. bow. And more up. power because we're yep. replacing the cylinder and the piston and With getting a, a 525. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I did some digging around on forums and stuff and found that um, the head and the bottom end of the engine is all the same between the 450 and the 525. Um, and so you can just get a new cylinder and piston. That's the 525 one, and they bolt straight in. That's not the case with... Uh, probably the majority of KTM engines because KTM makes a million bore sizes of everything. Mm. So it just so happened. Lucky. That, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's the only one they've ever done in a quad, so it, that's kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, a, a lot of their other ATV engine, or I mean, a lot of their other dirt bike engines, you can't just switch parts, or you have to like also switch the crankshaft because of different strokes and stuff. But anyway, point is, it's getting a big bore five two five, which is around the same horsepower but more torque, which is perfect for something like that. Where it's Absolutely a little heavier awesome. than the well, it's not heavier than the ATV, but it's heavier than the, a dirt bike would be. And yeah, it's yeah, it'll be good to have a little extra bit of torque. And how so, many motors have we blown with Cindy now? Uh, that's the third essentially. Well, <laughs> it's two that if most people don't yeah. go so hard on their power wheels, they blow up performance race engines. Yeah. So the first one we didn't technically blow up. Um, it just was abused when we got it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, um, and actually the first and the second engine were the same engine. The first one it. is the one that had the drag racing with Jay Leno on it, right? Yep. And, and somewhere in there, the head gasket or, and or other things failed. And it was just oh. like, it would just blow out. It, it would just blow out all of its coolant right away. So, but like I drove it around all day in Moab with essentially no coolant in it. And we did the Jay Leno thing with essentially yeah. no coolant in did it. Did you see so. the Jay Leno episode? Dude? Yes, that is an insane episode. <laughs> he was just doing this drag pull, and all of a sudden the oil just goes blast him with hot oil right in the face. I mean, you're wearing a helmet, but still a motorcycle yeah. helmet, not yeah. like a covering. Yeah, that was, that was entertaining. Yeah, I forget <laughs> what I changed exactly. Before that, I changed the um, vent, the crankcase vent, because it was just kind of dribbling out. It, and so I changed something and it still had a vent, but it wasn't enough for the blow by because obviously that engine was very tired and it had a lot of blow by. So it just built up pressure in the, in just, the, um, in the valve cover. And then it just popped the gasket once the gasket got nice and cause it's, a, it's like a big rubber, it's almost an O-ring. Uh -huh. So that you know, just got nice and warm and then it just went and just <laughs> all over me. It's so funny. I'm reading Adrian Newey's book on Formula One again. Yeah. And it's just so funny that a lot of the problems that these 
mega funded racing teams worth millions yeah. of dollars like the car itself is like a 14 million dollar car like and they just wreck them all the time and like yep. the little things that go wrong or overheat or cooling like what we're doing is like a scaled down version <laughs> of all of this crap and we're yeah. just doing it in your shed uh, yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's the same kind of problems they're just scaled up in terms of size or you know budget or both but yeah i mean when you have four wheels and an internal combustion engine most yeah. of the problems are going to be kind of similar. But you look at it and like, I don't know, like unless you really see the videos and like the amount of work that goes into it, it mm. does kind of look like a toy still. But it's like a high oh, yeah. performance Yeah, it's machine. a high performance machine. <laughs> yep. Especially like the kernel. Like, yeah, that thing is a riot. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. I forget exactly why, but um, I was thinking about the comparison between the uh, Barbie camper and the kernel. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously, Collectively, they're the two, you know, best and most refined power wheels that I've built. But um, in terms of like the driving experience, uh, what's interesting is that the Barbie camper, which was built much more around just a already built ATV, uh, like that one's super fun to drive in a silly way, and it is very, very capable. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the way it handles and, and rides near. and stuff, it's like. It's really entertaining because it has so much travel and it's such a short wheelbase that it's always like pointing at the sky or nose yeah. diving, you know? <laughs> and it's got all these weird characteristics that are like really, really entertaining and a lot of fun to drive. And it is still pretty fast and, and very capable. It's like a mini trophy truck is what yeah. it feels like to me. But the difference is that, uh, oh, this is what sparked it. I was actually watching um, just a little clip from uh, one of the trophy truck drivers ripping around in Mexico. Not actually competition, but one of their like you know i think it was a monster energy you know edit where they go out and film just like really cool shots of it rallying around yeah and that's the difference is like the kernel is a trophy truck the barbie camper is a monster truck like think oh. about you know monster trucks aren't actually good at like any sort of real racing or performance like if they go yeah. around a corner too fast they just tip over yeah but they do really hilarious stuff and they're really entertaining and they make a lot of noise and they're they jump really high and they yeah they just do all this really absurd yeah, antics, yeah. But like they're not like they are extremely high performance in terms of all the mechanics, but like they're not going to win not any real desert racing. races. It's like, it's like WWE versus like MMA, right? Yeah. Like monster trucks or WWE, they're just like, look at me, I'm a fast truck, <laughs> and then trophy trucks are like, yeah, yeah like over six foot whoops and 100 miles an yeah. hour. For sure. And that's the difference between the Colonel and the Barbie campers. Like the Colonel, weirdly, for such a tiny little vehicle with all sorts of stuff packed into weird places into a weird little package. It just works out to be incredibly well balanced and stable and like it just feels right and it yeah. sounds more performance it's yeah. not it's not just noise for the sake of noise it's yeah. like anyway and it does have a lot more power it does that's yeah. what scares me about the kernel is that it's not scary like yeah, when it's I'm so driving Cindy, I always feel like I'm on the edge, so I know yeah. where the edge is. Yeah, you kernel, don't know where it I've is. I've never felt any kind of discomfort. I'm like, yep. I'm going so fast, so quickly, yep. and it just feels like amazing. Yep. Which I, is probably what it feels like to drive a trophy uh, truck, trophy truck yeah. through the dunes. Like, yeah. you just feel like everything's premium until it's until not, it's not I'll premium. To, <laughs> I'll have to show you guys if I can find it, the, the clip that I was watching, because it's pretty insane. He's like, He's in, um, uh, it doesn't matter. He's in some city in Mexico. And um, there's this, like, I assume it's, like, a housing development that didn't get built. Because it's, like, you know how, like, they cut him into the hillside? There's these little steps of terrace. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's it's just that. And so the steps are probably, like, anywhere from the height of this table to, like, I don't know. It, basically, each step is about the height of this table. Mm -hmm. And he just goes down that. At, it's, like, step after step after step. And they're only yeah. about... 
Like they're small. They would have made for really small houses. So it's not like space to land and then hit the next one. It's like it's like yeah. oh, like taking it's a like stairs. Yeah. Yeah. stairs. But they're like a little bit elongated stairs, uh-huh. right? But he hits that like completely diagonally, intentionally. Just goes not straight down it, mm-hmm. just like diagonally across it. And it's what? like you know, this steep with four foot drops and it just drives across it like it's a road. Like the body of the trophy truck. It's just diagonally going perfectly straight, and the tires are just like. Yeah, that's so. That's cool. insane. We need to make a a proving ground for like the Dream Camper and the Colonel. Like, I mean, like the rally yeah. track. But like, there's things stuff, like yeah. like remember when we we're talking about the Boulder Pit? Yeah. Like we need some like bigger rocks that we can kind of crawl on on the yep. Dream Camper. Like it'd be fun, but not so big because we can't go to a real off road park where it's like because yeah, our tires, then you tires can't are go. Yeah. yeah, we just need like nice. This size river rocks, like yeah. two basketballs, like blah, 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 I kind of have a pile of those that we drove through with the Unimog and stuff. We just yeah. haven't really done anything with the power wheels on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, we're going to have a lot of fun when the snow melts. I'm it's so ready for right the snow now. to melt. And it's still snowing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still snowing. Me too. I'm ready It's for... ridiculous. I like winter, but when it becomes this kind of winter, like mud mixed with like yeah. more of like a chocolate vanilla vibe. It's just vibe. for it to melt so we can no bust thanks. out the power wheels and the dirt bikes. Yeah. That's what you want. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best time of year is when, uh, which sometimes it doesn't happen, but the best season is when the snow's all melted here and you could ride a dirt bike here and then there's still enough snow in the mountains that you could also snow bike. Yeah. That is That's nice. premium. That's, it's also, except the problem is then your dirt bike is a snow bike, so you yeah. can't actually ride it on the dirt. Yeah, it's hard for people like you that have yeah. the one that you use for both. Right. Which I don't yeah. think is super common. I feel no. like most of the snow bikers we've met, like it's their snow bike. Yeah, because, I mean... Like in theory, yeah, you could do that. But at the end of the day, what's best for a snow bike is to be a, a race bike, like a, a, a motocross or supercross bike. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for anything other than supercross and snow biking. Yeah. Whereas like the trail bikes are really great for trails, but they do make an okay snow bike, but they don't have quite as much power and they're a little heavier. Yeah. And I mean, plenty of people use Is them. a Kawasaki still down or is it, could you uh, yeah, revert no, I, that I, to I a have dirt it. bike? And, well, I mean, yeah, we could. Yeah. It's just the, 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 um, chain set up i haven't oh, uh, fixed no. yet for the snow bike kit a few more tweakings coming our way i think uh-huh. we covered everything we sat out to talk about though i right? think so yeah How it's we pretty been going steven 52 minutes hey, hey that sounds like a podcast thanks Premium. for watching sent and bent